Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. We're heading back to the Jersey Shore for one of the most memorable moments in the franchise. After 11 months in prison, Teresa is finally heading home just in time for Christmas with her family. The episode starts two weeks prior, leading up to the big homecoming, and we're introduced to a new housewife, Dolores Catania. Actress and Housewives fan Kate Flannery joins the podcast to break it all down. This is The Real Housewives of New Jersey, Season 7, Episode 1, Jingle Bells and Prison Cells. Let's get into it. Are you a Housewives fan overall? Uh, I, I'm a sporadic fan. I feel like I, I get in, I get out, um, and it's so I'm, I'm. I it's been a while. So this no, is me a nice too. revisit. By the way, same. Like I don't really watch the Housewives anymore, and this has been really sort of fun. And the truth is, many of the episodes that we're reviewing, I haven't ever seen myself. Like, wow. When it first started. OC was on and I remember watching that and then um, our show was next and out of curiosity I was watching Jersey and Atlanta and and because competition you know it was a new franchise in town I was watching those in the beginning but then there's so many you get lost and it's so many seasons and I just like dropped off of everything even right our own shows so yeah and actually I did watch what happens live with uh, Ramona 
when she was with Mario. This is like oh, 11 wow. years ago. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, well, that must yes. have been a trip. That must have been a trip. Um, yes. So I had never seen this episode, and I am just, like, shocked that that a woman who was on this show went to jail. Like, it's like, <sighs> it's weird. It's a weird world because it's looking like fun, campy entertainment, and you're, like, trying to jump out of that and just say, okay, hold on, wait a second. I know this is like a show. It feels like we're watching Three's Company, a scripted show, but this is a person whose kids are home waiting for their mother to come home from prison after a year. It's heavy. It's so heavy. There are moments where I'm like, oh my God, I just, I feel for those girls and, you know. It's nuts. It's nuts. And they're just like, they're so young. They're so at that, oh, well, you just need your mom. It's so, I know so much to, so much to figure, so much to negotiate. So much. I agree. I don't even uh, think they, I don't think they covered that enough. Like I don't yeah. really give a shit what Jacqueline thinks about Teresa's letter. <laughs> I care about what a six-year-old, you know, I miss <sighs> my mommy. What was the year like? Like I, as a mother, I, anyway, so I, you know, you were, I was searching for those moments, like, and just getting them yes. in like a hug, but like, it was, it was brutal. And I, I have to say, I mean, she had no choice, but she's a badass. She's strong. Like, that's serious. She is. And, you know, I have to give her oldest daughter so much credit because clearly she was picking up the slack and she was, like, being mom. You know, you could see her with with her dad. Like, she was really challenging him on some of his parental choices. And, you know, she's like, they're they're not going to school. They're going to school. It's like, I just, but she was, like, definitely taking the role as the oldest as, like, the next parent. It's funny you happens. hear that. You do hear, you hear that. You yeah. hear, like, parents die and like someone raised their siblings and you hear I remember Dennis Leary said he was from uh, a big Irish family and like the older kids take care of the younger kids and you yeah, did me really... too yeah I mean I'm the really? youngest of seven I totally get it and and my my sisters have certain tones that sound just like my mom or just like my dad and I'm like as I get older I'm like knock it off <laughs> wow you know? yeah. yeah so that's that's something for people to to think about you know what I mean because I know people who have 16 year old kids that they're coddling and it's like there are other 16 year olds that could you know, oh, run a family. And absolutely. And I don't, you know, it's not like the Kardashians where the Kardashians have 17 nannies that they hide in the basement. So we don't see them like an act like they're right. raising kids on their own. These, they don't have, I don't believe it's very Italian, like to not have a nanny, a housekeeper, oh, yeah. they want to keep their own. Ha- absolutely. So I don't, I don't think they had an, so I don't think they had a nanny. So Joe, and I often pronounce it and I get criticized. It is Joe Giudice or Giudice if you're not pronouncing it in Italian, but it's Giudice. Joe, whether you like him, hate him, this fucking guy was there for a year raising four girls right. by himself without a housekeeper, nanny, like nothing. Right. And he kept saying, espresso doesn't work. <laughs> I'm drunk. Well, I, I think that was relatable. And I like, I actually liked him in this episode because he was yeah. being yeah. honest. I mean, right. I, he, he right. wasn't lying and acting like he's the perfect dad who's got it under control. He's like, this is fucking crazy, man. <laughs> a year. It's so true. Yeah, that's, 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 and especially in the kid's life, like that's a huge amount of time, especially for that six-year-old. But yeah, um, I, I think, it, yeah, he did better than I, 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 maybe better than I would have done. I don't know. That's not easy. Not by easy. By the way, by the way, he's four, four children of any gender. I would be in a straight I job. know. 
for right. you. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was, oh. that was a lot. And, and of course I was only thinking about like her getting home and her house being so disorganized after an hour. I wouldn't even be able to say hello to the kids. I would not be able to say hello to the kids. I'd have right. to go organize the closet. I'd, well, the I was, first thing she said was when she walked in the door, I miss my house. I mean, she looked at Joe, they had a moment. She didn't say anything. And then she said, I miss my house. And then she said, I miss you. That's like, really funny. Super now, honest, super honest, super honest, but also like you have to realize. So my fiance won't doesn't want to be in a shot with me in the dollar store. Like he has no he sees no upside to any level of attention at all. Right. So he's and that's his life and his choice. He sees no right. upside. Right. Right. So they're being paid. And now presumably they're in a financial crunch, which you later saw after this. So they're they have to play ball and they have to shoot this whole thing. But yeah. like you, yeah. the cameras got the first hug coming home. Like that's almost creepy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it, it's one thing to have cameras capturing a proposal and engagement, like, which is sure. also creepy, but like you're saying hello to your kids that you love with cameras. It means you've chosen. This family has chosen a lifestyle to be on. Yeah, it's a real documentary. Then it's, it's not a reality show. It's a documentary. Like that's what I got about this episode. I was like, I mean, there's a sure, you know, when Siggy comes in with her, her, like, she looked like Neely O'Hara from Valley of the Dolls when she had her face right. lift at the speaking, which I thought was hilarious. Right. But like, there's those moments where you're like, this is hilarious. It's campy. And then they just keep taking these turns where you're like, oh my God. That's like, this so is true. Real. That's a so campy real. reality show that an actress could do. You're right. Hey. That's a little scene. We're going to get you where you're. Sc- exactly. This other right. shit is some different shit. You're right. Drink your soup. Drink your soup with your straw. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, hilarious. Hilarious. It, you make a great. That's a great <laughs> point because Joe, after all this time being filmed and whatever, and he's been fucking around on her, you know, on camera, gotten caught. He doesn't give a shit. There's something about someone that does this when they're being authentically who they are, whether we like it or not. Like, that's what I had a problem with the goop Gwyneth bone broth thing. She's telling you what she fucking ate for lunch. Like, that's what she honestly ate. Now you're going to hate her? Would you hate her if she was only bringing Hermes bags and in a full face of makeup? Like, this guy Joe (laughs) is being honest about who he is, better or worse. Absolutely. I respect that. I respect that. I do do too. I do too. It's, It's refreshing. But again, it's it's a documentary. And you're like, whoa, I'm really seeing into their private personal world like it's it's no matter how much editing you do it's still so raw and i thought i i mean i don't remember how long they've been together but probably 20 something years i thought like they do really love each other i thought like he when he was like i just get my the the language is key to me get my wife home safe yes that was not like i don't know that was just a very specific thing to say multiple times right Right. Well, you know, and and I I give Teresa so much credit because I feel like she walked in, she looked great. I mean, you know, she, for she didn't have a crazy amount of makeup on. It was a little more realistic, but she clearly got it together because she didn't want to. You know, I mean, how did I she wonder? Have, how did she they had to color? do? Maybe they did it in the car. I don't know. No, but I, she had hair way. color like yours. She had no roots. Right, I right, have right. not gone to a salon in three years and I've decided I'm going to go like get like a real haircut, get a real hair color at a salon. <laughs> but like she had hair as deep, like as good as yours. She, right now. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she so, did. Do you think my hair's died? I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, I just mean it looks good. Like it looks like you I have know, roots. Right. No, totally finished, right? I know she did. She looked she looked good. But she also like she did, she wasn't super glam. She it was like a it was like a perfect balance. I thought it was like. Don't upset the kids by looking like too. Fr- I, she clearly thought about all that stuff too. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't no, know. But literally, I mean, how did she have non-grays after a year? How did, how did she get a haircut? Like, literally, I'm asking you, what do you think? Well, I mean, they could have done they could have done spray. She could have. I wonder if they would let her. I think I think Wash they and do. Color? Yeah. Or sometimes you can dye your hair. And, and yeah, you can. You. I think I was, I was trying to think of like the Last TV time you shows I've seen. Right. Oh, and I was right. thinking of like Orange is New Black. I was like, I think you can dye your hair. I think you can figure it. I think there's a way to do it. But it's, oh, right. Orange is New Black. Like, was like a, they were yeah. trading, though. That was right. You trade. got to trade like cigarettes or maxi yeah. pads. Or I don't know what she traded, but she she did a good job. She, she oh, traded up. Okay. Right. Because I was like, that looks really good. Okay. And I, I, I know, like, right? And speaking of which, this was, I don't know how much you know about the show. This was blonde Melissa, her sister-in-law. Right, right. And I liked, she looked good. She did. And then when they would show the flashbacks, yeah. Melissa's a trip. I mean, I, I um, I, and I, I, I just love that she's like all obsessed with opening this boutique and she wants her kids to look at her like she's like their dad. I mean, I don't even get it. I, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't like know. Like being a raw woman who works and you're not just the Italian princess, the queen in the house at home. <laughs> She wants to be seen as a woman who owns a shop that her husband built. Do right. you, are you, if you have to pick a team, are you team Teresa or team Alyssa? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I go back and forth because sometimes I feel like, I feel like Melissa's on more than, more than Teresa. You know, she's, what does that seems, mean? Well, she just, she's putting a good face forward. Oh, that's what I, oh, Do you that's know what, what I mean? I, oh no, I was just going to say the same. I was going to say that, yes. She's, she's guarded. She's on a campaign for herself. She's the yeah. hero of her stories. She's you know. guarded. She's glossed yeah, up she's and shine. And Teresa's warts and all. I like that you said that. That's exactly how I yeah. feel. Yeah. That's exactly. And also, I, I don't know if you knew this, but Teresa was on Dancing with the Stars last year. I was on Dancing with the Stars three years ago, and we had the same partner, Pasha Poshkoff. I don't know if you can oh, see. Oh, <laughs> wow. I did not know. I lasted a little longer than Teresa did, though. Yeah. Sorry, Teresa. Are they, are they still Sorry. close? Uh, I know they're in touch, but I don't, I don't know if they're, they're not super close, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. Don't, don't ask me. So you've Joe G. Dice who's sitting there like rolling his eyes and telling his kids, shut the fuck up. Right. Which like, you know, shut up Melania. Like I, I I could promise you, I've been like, shut up. Like I could promise you as a parent, that's real. So he's being real. Teresa went to jail. She's gritty. She's kind of like out there. I do believe 100% 100% having been on the show that Teresa was blindsided, not knowing Melissa was coming on to her show. So I believe there's some like, you know, and I believe, sure, and I do believe that sure. Melissa's like, wait, what? Like, no, I just was. So I believe, <laughs> I agree with you on that, like feigned innocence. And I see over here at Melissa and Joe Gorga's house, the opposite of and like, Joe's you know, got to take a shower. Doing He's got to get naked on camera. Well, He's got to was... get naked on camera. Hey. And they're, they're like putting like on. Candy. They're like actors. Yeah. It feels like they're actors and they're over there. There's reality stars doing a documentary. It feels like it's a lot <laughs> of being put on and like walking around naked in the house. Hilarious. I... Hilarious. Hilarious. In front of the camera guys. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. I mean, literally there's people I'm sure there's like. Do you guys have makeup artists that touch you up at all? No, or is it no, mostly just lights? This is, it's lights and camera. It's lights no, and camera. this is who's there. They're yeah. in a scene like that at the house. There are one to two producers. There okay. are definitely, definitely. There are two camera people, two producers, one sound producer, a supervising producer, maybe a PA. So there are like eight people in that house like watching that. At least. And the location. That's an audience. Yeah, there's an audience. That's a full audience. 
audience. Yeah. And, yeah. But not a show, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so hilarious. The, Dog and yeah. pony show. He's just yeah. Yeah. Now moving over, I was thinking he must he must have a big piece or think he does because he wants to show it. Right. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities. Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So now we're over at Jacqueline. So what I say about yes. Jacqueline is she seems like a nice person and uh, and usually when I say someone's a nice person and like a good person, they're a boring housewife. So she's like, right, right, right. 
it's usually that like oh right. they seem like a nice good person like kathy wakil i love her but probably not a great maybe not the best housewife that's why they were let go i don't know the reason <laughs> right 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 but also but, Jacqueline is she reveals more about her family because she shares so much about her son who has autism about Nicole. well you know, they, that's that to me is like human it's huge you know uh, it's human it's and she's hu- and she is like she and, and uh, people can relate it's like guess what this is real this is real well, and she's it, got her older daughter who's like a pain in the ass and, move, you know, I agree. I think. And also we're dealing financial. And then it gets struggles. real. And yes, financial yes. struggles. Right. They got to sell the watches. That cracked me up. I got to sell my watches. I'm like, wow, you're only the watches. Like how many right. watches do you have? It was very specific. That's going to get you out of trouble. Yeah. It was very specific. It's so true. And they're moving houses, but she was very honest about her parenting and her daughter. And I respect and like that. I respect how old is like how old is your daughter, Bethany? How old is your daughter? She's 12. Do you have kids? Okay. I uh, I my boyfriend has kids, three kids. Um oh, and I've okay. known them since they were five, twelve, and, and yeah, yeah, five, twelve, and fifteen. But I saw you on a plane. I think it was when I did Watch What Happens Live. And and, and your daughter was a baby 12 years ago. No joke. We sat oh. first class. I didn't want to bother you. You were such a new mom. Your baby, it was at Newark. Your baby was like so tiny. She oh was so God. tiny. That's such a crazy story. Wow. Well, I she's, know. She's a human now. She's a human. <laughs> and yeah, she wouldn't oh, want to so... be part of this program. She's embarrassed by it to begin with overall and what it represents. That's one of the reasons I'm not. There's, there's 10 reasons I'm not there, but that could be a small one. Um. But I liked about <laughs> And also shit. you got skinny girl. Yeah, you got skinny girl, which I have to say, your cocktails, I mean, it's better than, you know. Kettle, you're, there's a bottle of vodka next to her. She's holding a bottle of vodka, right. Just well, saying. Exactly. I didn't want to, I don't like to do a lot of things I don't like to do. I don't want to Very do smart. I do. No, I, I I get it. You did your time and, uh, you know, you're, you, you're free to choose. And I like that you're protective of your daughter. You know, she's she's got her feelings and- you respect well that. you you're an actress and you play a role and you get to i don't it's i don't like the word hide behind but like you have a barrier between your real life and this audience like you, you this is true to... although i played an alcoholic in the office and my dad owned a bar for years in philadelphia flannery's tavern so i'm just saying like i i it's i i sometimes feel like what do i have like resting drunk face like i just happened to like get hired as an alcoholic oh <laughs> or, and, but also Kinda was perfect. it close to home was it too close to home or it was fine like no no i i had no problem are you kidding no i feel like i i no i'm i mean we, we would go we didn't live at the bar or like by the bar but we would go once a week with my dad you know and i i worked in the restaurant i mean i waited tables up and through the first season of the office i used that's to wait tables very, um, Beverly Hills. that's very ray donovan or shameless bar <laughs> to- yeah totally totally you know like being yeah. around the bar um, right, because uh, shame and Ray Donovan, the wife's brother, of course, yeah. Um, so I think what's interesting about Jersey when I look at Dolores and Jackie and Teresa and Caroline and Dina, they all really are real friends. Like I always say, right. it's not show friends; it's show business. Like they really, yes. like in other places, it's show friends. Totally. They are really friends here. These are not show friends. Yes, yeah, Siggy. I don't know. She just, it did not, it seemed like a casting to me. Right, like I, right. A little forced. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that. like, she she could be talking to Jill Zarin in Boca about her facelift. Like, even though these women got facelifts, it just, it didn't seem like the number one thing they want to talk about or what, like, right, their identity. Right. And, and I understand, and, the, and, and I just, yeah, I think being Italian is, 
it's so specific and I mean, and the traditions and like, every, it's just, there's a shorthand that is so specific. Because I grew up, I, I grew up with a lot of Italian families. Like one of my best friends was one of 11 kids. And I feel like we went over there to, to, to snack because I feel like we never had any like extra food. It's very specific. <laughs> we can, we can and I a drink, up, but you know, you know. I grew up in an Italian house because I had an Italian stepfather for mo- most, a lot of my, mo- so seven, seven fishes, right. Which they talk about in this episode, which I always like, I love to go to the Vigianos on uh, Christmas Eve. Cause it was like the, it was like, Oh my God. It's the, the best. feast of the seven fishes, which has a religious biblical, I think connotation. And right. That's why they make seven different fishes and bacala is one of them, which people don't like. And like some people don't it. like, I I'm, a, I'm allergic it to fish, so I can't participate unless it's shellfish, which some gotcha. of it is. You're so um, shellfish. I'm Bethany. so I'm a shellfish person. That's really funny. <laughs> I can't eat shellfish. That's funny. I'm a shellfish person. I'm stealing. You're that. a very shellfish. I'm very shellfish. I'll, um, I'll drink to that. So Nono's no longer with oh, us. Yes. Right, right, right. And oh he was God. like at a game, you know, hanging out with <sighs> Melissa, cozying up with Melissa. Right. I mean, but see, that's where there's there's sense of documentary on this, because, you know, if you're a family member, you're like, oh, my God, like you'll you're grateful for the footage at that point. But oh, so it works right great on the on the older side, it works great for the young kids. Maybe not so much. You know? That's so true. Now, let's talk about how this <laughs> show it's this show divided a family. It's divided yeah. many families. Yeah. It's been a Kathy Hilton, Kyle con- controversy. Like no one talks about that. You're entering into a show. And it's probably going to fuck up your marriage and your family. Well, something's going to get yeah, fucked up. Like, is absolutely. fame worth it? What price fame? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny. Any person I've ever met who was like, we're thinking about doing a reality show. I'm like, well, I hope you I hope you have a good lawyer because you're going to need Like, it's really it's it's cause and effect. Like, there's no gray area. Like, it. Ha- I'm sure the percentage is like, I mean, I don't I haven't done the math exactly, but it's got to be really high. Or at least, or at least, like it, it damaged the relationship. So even if they haven't got divorced, like it, it forced them to separate or or something, and like and maybe they got families, back together. Family relationships, yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, most of these shows that people are meeting on the show. So who cares if those relationships get fucked up? Yeah, 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 yeah. That the they came ones. in with, yeah, right. and the family, family. yeah, and the Thank siblings. You. No, totally. Yeah, and also, it's funny because Dolores now she's very made up. Like the show makes people with the yeah. hair and the extent. And I think Dolores is naturally pretty. I agree. I, saw I agree. Her they showed I... pictures of her like when they were younger. And she's like, she, but even, even when she's at the speakeasy, she's not wearing much makeup. She's gorgeous. Less is more, honey. Oh I my God. know. What are you doing? I think like, and I don't, you know, I don't really talk about, I would not like say negative things about someone's appearance. I'm going to just say positively. I think she's pretty. And, like, I don't know her that well. I, as a friend, would say, let's do, like, a natural make under. You're naturally beautiful. Yeah. And it's just not about her. It's about all of us, like, throwing the makeup on. Go to an event, and you look like a clown. You put all I this know. makeup. You tried. You paid. You look like shit. And You're you home. stop looking. You can't stop seeing yourself. You stop seeing. It's like, uh, yeah, it's so weird. Well, you just see the steps that they told you to do. So I know now because right. I do beauty videos, all the steps. It's the contour. It's the highlighter. Right. It's the foundation. And like all sure. the steps will fuck you up. And she's doing all it's the so steps. It's so true. I like her with fewer steps. That's just me. It's just true. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but I did not get a lot of makeup on the office. Like that's the understatement of the century. I mean, it was documentary style. So I always took one for the team. Like my mother was always like, can't they give you makeup? Oh. And my drag queen friends were like, oh my God, honey, what happened? Oh, <laughs> that's why when I got a, uh, asked to do Dancing with the Stars, I was like, hell yeah. 
Put it on, baby. I want some makeup. Give me some glam. Oh, my God. That's not fair. Like, you're on TV and you're, like, I know. like you're doing a documentary, not even it's a so reality true. show. Although I used to say, like, I'm never going to get laid working on the show. And I ended up meeting my boyfriend on the show. We, um, we've we been together for 17 years. Like, I, I, I and also you my character got laid. met your boyfriend on The Office? I did. He's an NBC photographer. And I'm telling you, I, my character got laid more than anybody else on the show anyway. So That's- it was like. It was, yeah, it all worked out great. It all worked out great. And it's better not to, I think it's better to look better in real life than you do on TV. I just do, because then there's less pressure. You know what I mean? Everyone, I say, wow, you look prettier in real life. And there's someone, Elizabeth Moss says she gets that all the time too. I think that's her. Yes, yes. But more people see you in not real life. That's true. Millions. Well, that's true, but I don't, I don't, but they, they, they don't see me. They see my character. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I, I can see, you know what I mean? And, and, and luckily the office has like an amazing fan base and everybody, you know, uh, even though I played a, a accident prone, slutty drunk, like people still like me. <laughs> Is that, how many years since you've been on that show? We just, uh, it, it'll be our 10th anniversary that the show ended uh, next month. I can't believe it. Are you close with everyone? Yeah, we're still on the text thread. I see everybody. We do a lot of fan events and and yeah, it's we're we're it's like a gift we're definitely connected. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we had nine seasons together, mostly in the same room in the in the main office. So we were together all the time. That's amazing. So great. I think yeah. it's a guy from a guy from the office that was the top performer on Cameo, the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian. Brian Bumgarner yeah. plays Kevin. Yeah. I actually I'm the top, I'm the top, I'm one of the top females. I'm oh, in the you top still 20. do it. Oh yeah, I do. Um, there was a quote that someone said, um, I guess it was about Teresa or I don't know who it was about, oh no, it was maybe Jacqueline about the two, about Chris and Jacqueline that you lose everything and then you get it. If you can get it all back, like right. finds a person. Totally. Totally. Interesting. Some people do say if I was able to do it once, I could do it again. That's true. That's true. For some, some people it's a motivator for sure. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know. Like, I don't know that I could do what I did again, starting from being nobody and be like, I, I always feel like I overshot the mark. Like, I don't know. Do you I mean, think about it. You think you could go back, be a nobody actress and hit well, that I feel like again? I was I feel like I was on a certain trajectory in my 20s and then like my 30s hit. And I feel like I got involved with a, with a guy who I shared credit with and I shouldn't have. And I had right. to declare bankruptcy and I slept on couches in New York. It was like, oh, I, I, I got like the I, I made some big mistakes. So I feel like any of the momentum that I had, I kind of had to start over. I mean, I did have to start. I, that's why I was still waiting tables when I got the office, because I I was like, I'm not going through this again. I'm not just going to quit until I know what to expect, because a lot of shows They'll have a season, maybe two, but then that's it, you know, so I didn't know if we were going to get picked up. So I kind of have a little sense of that, of the kind of like, okay, you, and I knew no one else could bail me out of it. Like I knew I made some mistakes and I was the one that was going to have to build up everything back again. And, you know, whatever I lost, I was going to have to figure it out, how to, how to get it back. So So I, 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 you could do it again. Yeah, I do, but but it's different. I wasn't I wasn't famous. I mean, I, some people knew me as an actor, but I wasn't. No, that's what I mean. You go back and I think it's different. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's a really good opportunity. I think it's a spiritual opportunity because I think you really figure out who's bullshit in your life and who's not. And you get to let go of the, you know, the just the 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 people that suck you dry or or criticize you all the time. Like you, you get to pick you get to take care of yourself in a better way, I think. Right. You know, so. 
let's just discuss that Teresa, I don't know how many seasons that show has been, ladies, please tell me, but she's been on that show. So there are women who've been on the show since day one. I it's left unbelievable. twice. I left twice. Yeah. Like, yeah. I left the first time after three years, the second time, I think after four or five. There were 13 seasons. So she's been on for 13 years of her oh life God. on this freaking show. It's insane. Well, how, one how year many- she was in prison, so she had a break. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, but I'm sure voice. they were coming and they were filming. Right, like, I, I right. And her voice. Did. Yeah, boy, her, yeah, a lot of conversations for sure. Yeah, and and also sometimes shows do take a break for like six eight months anyway. Like maybe right. that was when her break was. How long was the office? Nine seasons. So you were on that show, right? So imagine it was all about exposing yourself and every inch of your life for that many. I, I, that I, I can't imagine. Well, I'm not. I'm not really wired for that. I'm just you know. It's not for you. I'm it's not okay. really. I mean, I, I'm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not wired for it either. Believe it. Or not. I'm good at it, but I'm not into like you know, a daily rectal exam. <laughs> Why not, <laughs> Bethany? You want to see? Give the people what they want. This is my ass and I'm showing it to you live. Watch what always, happens up my ass. It's so true. I always say like, um, uh, I, I'm always nervous when I feel like I've shown everybody my armpit and my underpants, which yes. I sort of got to do in the office a little bit, but as a ca- my character did. So that's a little different. I don't think know. I could recognize my own armpit, by the way, in a photo. <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't know if I have like a freckle or a defining feature on it, but I'm going to look at it the second we finish. Um, so I was shocked. Like Teresa's really famous. Like that's a lot she of paparazzi is. too. Like yeah, that no was kidding, like, right? you know, outside OJ's house paparazzi. When you have the, totally. you see the like cameras on the sticks. Yeah. When you yes. see the cameras on the, there weren't 50 of them, but still like, I don't think I've ever had cameras on sticks outside somewhere I was. That's like elite paparazzi stuff. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was a slow news day, Teresa. Five in the morning. I know paparazzi to be very lazy. It's one thing. If I'm in Miami and I go take a beach walk at seven in the morning because I'm up early, they're not going to fucking get me. Go at 10 o'clock. They're all there. They're fucking lazy. So 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 Bravo Bravo did not spring for like a bunch of cars. Like they didn't manufacture any of that. That was all like as it was. I don't know. They don't do that. No, the paparazzi, definitely not. Okay. Okay. And I just go back to what you said. She wasn't a mom for a year. I mean, babies, like little yeah, and, girls. And, you know, Gia's like picking up the mantle, you know, even when like the mom's half hour out, like Teresa's like, she's got mom's going to be here in a half an hour. And she's, and the, and the one daughter's asleep in bed. She's like, you got to get up. Like you got to get dressed. She's like, oh, the mom. And she brushed her hair. She's, she's, you know, she's, and she's criticizing Joe's parenting. <laughs> and fixed her mom's hair. And by the way, yeah, I think your mom coming up for prison after a year would mean no school today. Right, the right. Fuck. They'd let those kids out for parent teacher conferences half a goddamn day <laughs> at school. Literally, right. you get you get half a day off because parents are meeting. Okay, right. Who cares? He was, he was just thinking about himself because he was burnt out because wine doesn't work, espresso doesn't work. He kept saying oh, that. Oh, right, He's right. And he can't go out for the day. Right. He, do we both think Gia won this episode? Maybe. Yeah, I think she was. She was the the sleeper. Like I think, I think if you notice what's going on with her, like she had. I think she had the biggest journey through it you know i think um especially when 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 teresa walks in and, and the six-year-old goes there first and then the other two and then she is like the last one in, and then she's the most upset she's like crying like she can barely walk to her remember that she kind of has a slow walk i love that, that you me. said well it's funny you said that because <sighs> it was almost like in a tv show scripted tv show they were like you go first, oh, then God. you go second. The hugs were one at a time. I, I don't think that it was that. I think that it was absolutely entirely real. I'm just saying yeah. it was so emotionally intense that it looked like 
it was a script like it was perfect in a bad right. way. I just mean, right. Like no, no, was, no. Yeah. It, it was oh, the baby ran to yeah. her mom. Yeah, so the sad. baby, like no, no, no filter, like just leaping like a Aww. you know, a little baby monkey into her mom's I arms. Know. And then I know I'm gonna cry. And then each one and every mother must have you know, that's why people love Teresa. They people hate Teresa. She's polarizing, but they love her because she's an Italian mom in Jersey. And right. one of those kids at a time went, and then the last one couldn't keep it to, like she was had to like it was like one of those laughs or cries when you can't, it's not even coming out. She just fell apart. Yeah, exactly. Like she just, that was, that was so, you know, the ugly cry, the, like she just was, um, she just fell apart. Yeah. And that that's the thing about a situation where you're separated from somebody and like, you're literally trying to hold it together for all that time. And then when you don't have to anymore, it's like, yeah, it just, I, I just was so moved by that. The wheels I was came not off. expecting it. I was not expecting to be moved. And I, I really... wasn't expecting it either. I thought to myself, this is one of the best episodes in Housewives overall. I agree. And so was, so was the communion, by the way. The communion. Mm. And I decided during this episode, and I bet you it's the same people that produced this in the communion. I decided without unequivocally, like, so listen, on Beverly Hills, you got Hermes crocodile bags, you got Gucci and big houses and backyards and like lavish things that you could show. And yes, there's drama. Great. I think this is the best one. I, I think agree. Jersey's the best one. And I, I don't, agree. And I don't watch it that much because I don't care. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't need to see these people and I don't watch that often. But from a reality television show perspective, if you're watching, I think because like Atlanta has like outlandish antics and the fights hair, are like, so insane. They're insane. Yeah. And I can't relate. But this seems real. Like if it, it seems yeah. like the best reality, it seems like the best of all of it. Yeah. And again, like that weird sometimes documentary thing where we're like, whoa, okay. I was not expecting this turn, but also, you know, I mean, I, I feel like I love that Siggy had that moment with, with the facelift. Like it cracked me up. Like I just, I just feel like it's like a balance. It's more balanced. It's like we go to wacky town and then we come back, we come back home. We, you know, it's like, there's, and there's a little real more family conflicts. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and even when, um, uh, Chris and, and Jacqueline were having that party and everyone's coming, it's just, you know, it's like, I don't know. There's something about that. Like they're saying goodbye to their house. Like that felt like, Oh my God. Like that's, that's something like the real people do, you and know, Italians. Yeah. Italians that have had so many Christmases in that house. And yes. I love the honesty. I didn't like Jacqueline, like making it about her with the letter from jail, like being like the woman, like no matter what, like, I feel like the jail card is bigger than like the pregnancy card. Like it's a jail card. Right. I, like the get out of free jail card. Like the get out of free right. jail card. No, she was in fucking right. jail like, for a year. Her. Yeah, she's like, she's making it about her. I'm like, of course she's making it about her. She's like, she's been in prison for, I mean. I, I, like you, you, you get the, if you get the day off from school because your mom was in jail for a year, you get the day off from like conflict. She gets to be, she gets to have it. Like she gets to win all arguments. She gets her slate clean. It's a get out of get out of jail free card. She needs absolutely, it. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's like, yeah. How about how about a little like wh where's the adult in the room? Really, you're gonna act like a like a like you're in high school. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I feel like it doesn't. Yeah, and then, no. then I always wonder: Are yeah. people just being dramatic for the camera? Like, is well, she just? Uh... Well, the producers. Here's what happened. The producers are telling Teresa, you're coming out and you've got a lot of messes to clean up. And you are a woman without a, you are a woman without a country. 
So that's why all the letters, that's the equivalent of like on a, when a housewife is giving, is doing the roll call of like inviting people that she doesn't like to a party in her backyard. Sure. Like, Hey Jane, that I just met two days ago. I know that we um both like French fries. So I thought it'd be great for me to invite you to my house where we're going to get cupping and micro needle. Like, it makes no sense. So this is the producer saying, like, you have no fucking friends and you need to come out and you need this money because you need this check. And they manipulate you and they'll be like, and you had a really yeah. rough season last year. The audience isn't really with you. So you're going to have to really do the work. And you have to film with these people and be friends. So that's what that's for. But gotcha. on the other side of it, the people receiving the letters, I don't understand how you're not like this fucking woman was in jail for a year. All I'm there for her. I don't care. Like, yeah. I don't care what she did. Like, you can't be in your own head. And the same with. Joe, G Joe Gorga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. seems to want the family to get back together. And I don't know how they swung so far to now where he'll be like, you're fucking garbage. But Joe, Joe Gorga in the flashbacks, you see him at the communion be like, you're a fucking piece of garbage shit. Yeah. Like he speaks yeah. terribly he, about his I own know. sister. He's, yeah, no, absolutely. No, and, and and it's like, it went from zero to 3,000. Like, but that that pendulum swing though, you know, that's, it makes for interesting housewives, that's for sure. I mean, you know, it's it's fun to watch from a distance. I wouldn't who be able to Who lost the related. episode? What's that? Who then who lost the episode? Um maybe it was Joe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I feel what you said is that as couples, Melissa and Joe are on stage and they're put yeah. on. And I really like Melissa. I think she's nice. I think she's cute. I think yeah. she's playing her own. Everybody has to play. Everyone's always playing a part. So she's playing whatever part she's right. playing. But I think they're put on. And I think the whole like family first and family's everything. It's all like these like <laughs> weird Italian bumper stickers coming out of Joe Gorga's right. mouth at all times. Totally. Right? Totally. So it's like never go against the family and you got to do it. And he's always giving these fucking Italian pearls of wisdom. So put him to the side. Then you have Teresa and Joe. And I think they get like the authenticity, imperfect, gritty award. And I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Jacqueline and Chris get like the vulnerability, honesty, vulnerability yes. award. Yeah, I, I completely, completely. And you could see, you know, you can see they're, they're so emotional about their son and like just sharing. I mean, and, and I, I'm sure they were like really reserved in a sense, uh, but I just, I just, they were a little vulnerable, each one of them in their own way. Like when they, when they, when the kid was saying, I, I love, I love donuts. I love daddy. I was like, this is like, this is a huge thing. And anybody that has a special needs kid understands like these are, these are huge moments in their life. When, when a kid can suddenly say something that they couldn't say before they learn something new and yes. they, they're trying to connect and it's just, you know, it, it's heartbreaking, but it's also like, it's so it's love, it's reality. It's like, this is where, this is the real world, you know, it and we is, don't get to but see it's it a line. There's a line because yeah, I'm feeling pain for, you know, I know Teresa doesn't want to be always doing that show. And she's married to a guy who I think has some money, but you actually never know because there's a lot of shadiness. And they said he bought the right. kids with fake Cartier bracelets and God only knows. But I get the sense she needs to do the show. And she felt, especially at this time, that she needed to do the show. And they needed her income. And he's got to participate. And the husbands and the kids on Jersey get paid. on Not on all the shows, just so you know. So oh. the spouses and kids get paid on New York. The spouses and kids didn't get paid on Jersey. They're like characters, which makes it again, a different show. They're yeah. like a family show. So it's a different type of show. Right. So you get the sense that Chris and Jacqueline also are on the show and they need the money. Like they need the money and it's not the best choice for 
this journey with their kids. So there's the line, right. there's the rub. How much do I have to like whore myself out and feel gross about something that's happening? Like I've right. been there. Like it's like gross sometimes. You're like, this is gross. Like we can again do the guise of it's good for awareness, but you feel gross. They've all felt gross at some point. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I I completely understand. I feel gross talking about it sometimes just because I feel like I'm like, it's just like, we're really, it's a microscope into someone's life. Like there's no, there's no boundaries. And like, I, I sometimes feel like, should I be, should we uh, be in the room? Should we even be in this room? Oh, oh well, know, ex- you know exactly. Saying. That's exactly it. Cause you don't want to be in that private moment. It's a little too private. That's why I said to you though, in this case, when they've got you, and when you need the money, you know, like when you're Erica Jane and yep. you've been sued by 75 people, you got to go back there. And it feels having firsthand experience coming back on my terms with my contract and doing it without my daughter on and with only certain days right. and doing it with that felt different than if you felt like you had to do it. That Absolutely. Another you reason to drink. Yeah. Yes. And you negotiate differently and all of it. And that's why I'm not there because I don't need to do it. I don't need right. the money and there's no, there's no number. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. 
my friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I also just want to finish on the eggs. I just, there was something about Joe asking her if she just wanted eggs for breakfast that I like. Yeah, I yeah, liked. yeah. <laughs> I liked Joe Giudice in this episode. That's one of the things I want to mention because of his authenticity. And I also learned from this episode that when Teresa was asked, like, what do you want? I'll make you some eggs. She's like, I want vegetables. I never, haven't had a vegetable. They don't have vegetables in prison. I wow. thought of that too. And she wanted oh. vegetables for breakfast. I bet you they have vegetables, but they're like, canned peas awful yeah or yeah or they're just cooked to like like yeah i guarantee they have iceberg sure sure but that's yeah, not really that's, a vegetable no no i was gonna say it's probably that overcooked canned spinach Ooh, like the cafeteria that's crap. bad canned spinach that's yeah. bad the, yeah the worst for the at worst. least but frozen she, and i have to say like she she looks pretty good it's like i think you go one way or the other in prison you either start getting like face tattoos or you're working out in your cell I, what do i know I just know from TV and, and Shawshank Redemption, but prison's tough. Wow. Well, the nice part about this for me is that I get a little of you. Like I get an understanding of you, of where you live and how, how many years you were on the show and that you do the tour and that you have a boyfriend. Like somehow it seeps through. What are you working on now? Uh, well, right now I'm on a new cartoon on Disney called Kiff. It just started airing uh, a couple of weeks ago. Have you um, done cartoons before? Is that I have. I have a. I I was on a a, a Cartoon Network. Um, I did a couple uh, shows. I I recurred on Steven Universe. I did like five episodes, and then I was on a a bunch of episodes of um OKKO. I was a regular on that. Are cartoons, so yeah, I've had fun. Are they lucrative? Are they great cartoons? Um, they can be. It's just usually it's just really fun, especially when like my boyfriend's kids were really big fans of Cartoon Network, so I was excited to be on it when they were actually into it. So that, that and what do good. you play uh, on Kiff? I play I play a witch who uh, has um, a laundromat called the Wishwash. <laughs> the Wishwash. Wishwash. Okay. Why wish, wouldn't they call wish, it? Wa- wish, wish wash. wash. No, it's a Wishwash because after your third wash, you get a wish. She'll grant your wish. But why would they not? All right, but she's a witch. I don't get it. Right. Okay. I get it, but I think all right. We could. I'll call. Give me their number. I want to talk to them about the why it's not called the witch wash. Just if that's okay. But I get it. Um, let me ask you another question. Uh, are you like a voiceover per? Is are you good at that? Like doing voices? I, I like it. It's fun. Um, I I have a great time. I, I also I, the other thing I do that I'm going to do again. Um, coming this Christmas, I tour with Jane Lynch. We did a Christmas album together, and we do a live show. Like a it's a like a concert, but it's also there's a lot of comedy in it. It's How not do like you a know her? Situation. I the very first time I ever went to Second City. Uh, Jane was understudy for somebody and then I became her understudy like a year later like we we did a lot of shows together in Chicago and like through the years um uh, I took classes yeah. there oh you're kidding how yeah, funny oh my gosh. I've always liked con- so you are awesome. a comedian first you don't do stand-up though I used to ho- I used to have a stand-up act called the lampshades we used to host stand-up shows and I had a show on on um TV guide network called stand-up and stilettos that was that was like 
12 years ago um and that or 11 years ago that was a, it's an all-female stand-up show so you're always working you got a lot of stuff going on at all times i you do just... i i do i just did an indie film last week and like yeah i'm always doing like yeah it's i i get to do a lot of different things and i really really like that it's fun are you always and out I'm, or you need to you get to be home it was like running um, around I'm, tra I'm traveling a lot lately the last couple of years. I'm hosting a big benefit next week at the Skirball uh, for Alzheimer's research okay. on uh, April 15th. But yeah, I, I feel like I get to do a lot. I, you know, sometimes, sometimes I, I, I sing, I get to sing sometimes, but you know, oh, you I sing too. Yeah. I sing with Jane Lynch. That's what we do. We do. That oh, Christmas you're album. singing. So, I thought it was some sort yeah. of comedy thing. Oh, well, we do comedy cool. too, but we sing with a jazz band. It's and, like a variety uh, show. Uh, so, no, it's like, it's like, we're like the, we're like the, the Rat Pack, but with a couple of broads. We're like singing with a band and having fun and like on. And is it doing stage. well? Yeah, yeah. We've been doing it for like eight years. We we That's... play at the Carlisle and the Kennedy wow. Center. We play all over the all over the country all the time. Yeah, usually Christmas we do a big tour. Well, I'm so happy to meet you. Like it's you know yeah. one of the best things about this is that I'm very antisocial and I really and this is not like a bit like I don't leave the house unless I have right. to. I just I, it's like not great and I pandemic, totally get it made it way worse because like everybody just never needs to leave again. And that was crazy. But so I like meeting new people that I never would have met that I never right. would have. And known. I saw when I saw you on the plane with your daughter, with your baby daughter, I did so did not want to bother you. I was like, oh, my God, like it, it's such a private time. And I totally, totally got that. Even if you didn't have your baby, I probably wouldn't have bothered you. But sometimes I get somebody's eye and I'm like, hey, we know. But, you know, I, but I, I, um, I, I love that you're doing this and it's really fun to revisit some of these episodes because I, I it's not something that I rerun or think to rerun but now I think I might go back and watch some uh some more uh Real Housewives of New Jersey I might well do and it. also the conversation about it is is not trashy we're just like breaking it down and pretend and like attributing it to our own lives and we've talked about being a mom like you know it's not really about like just gossip it's about just like human no, no absolutely and growing up in a big family you know and like yeah seeing it seeing those those dynamics because you know HGTV everybody wants open concept if you're from a big family I want to shut the door I'm sorry yes I, if I'm in the kitchen shut the get out of the kitchen get out. Yes. I don't want I don't want it open I don't I don't no. want to smell it yes I don't want to see it Leave yes. me alone. Let me That's cook. That's really funny. It's true, though. I know. Like, who is getting sold in this bill of goods? There's going to be all these houses without walls. I'm going to ask Teresa, like, what it really was like. Because I feel like she wants to move away from that and not talk about it at all. But everybody yeah. really, it is her identity in many ways in a positive way because it's strong. So I want to ask her that. So, and I, I think she's uh, abroad and she's strong. So she anyway, is. I, and I guess we have to maybe give her, no, she didn't win the episode because she just came home. Her daughter right, won right, the right, right, right. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. And she didn't win Dancing with the Stars either, but uh, we have the same partner. Sure. No, but I don't think she's ever <laughs> been a great dancer. So I think that's okay. Kim Kardashian she, yeah. left like second week too. Right, 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 right. Um, camp, camp, God doesn't give you everything. Okay. Right. Right. So awesome. Well, thank, thank you, you Bethany so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Is there anything you wanted to mention or promote or no? I just, I, I enjoy your products, uh, thank as you. a, as a person who's a fan of alcohol. Thank you. Oh, for I'm going to send you less. forever. Yeah. Oh my God. Our Rose just, um, is launching now and it won, it got the highest rating in, in press, like unprecedented rating in us history. Like it's not like skinny girl was great and it's fun. It's whimsical in my thirties. This is like a legit major wine. So let me put you on the Ooh. list. You're not slapping labels on like Ramona. Not, no, no, I never was. I've been in Central Pay. I've been in St. Bart's. Poor me. I've been like to the vineyard. I've been to the winery. Um, the woman. Okay, good. I'm putting you on the list so you'll get. Oh, a you're so sweet. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I didn't get you uh, anything. Oh my god, you're uh, the best. You don't need to. It's amazing. It's an amazing <laughs> wine. You'll be obsessed. It's called Forever Young. 
Oh my gosh. So even, it's perfect. Even better. I it's love insane. it. I'm going to give you a Dundee. You, uh, you're, if you're not an office yes. fan, you may not know, but this Oh, is I want one. That, what do you mean? That's big. Paul's going to be joking. I want that. That's like perfect. That's like getting like, you really are. You could give me one. Uh, I'll work on it. How yeah, could you I'll get, get my one? people to you? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll get, yeah I'll, I'll All right. Well, it. see, yes, it's not yes. a promise. That's not binding. You'll see what happens. <laughs> I'll see what uh, I can awesome. do. Awesome. I'm see what I can Thank do. you so much. Thank you so much, Bethany. You're the best. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. Uh, that was amazing. I loved it. And, um, God, I love the show because I love the things that we are extracting. Like we, that, it, that it came out that this is more like a documentary because I couldn't place it. Like I couldn't place what was going on and why it was different and it felt authentic. And I do stand behind. It. I think it's the best of all the housewives for that reason. Doesn't mean I watch it because I don't watch any of them, but there's something about it that's really gritty, really authentic, really real, not glossy and polished. And they're really family and it's not fake friendships. And what a fucking crazy situation. Someone came out of prison that we know who has kids. Like, Jesus, that was insane. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.